Hello, welcome. We have a very uh, special RPG cast this week. Very unusual. Your regular host is over in Japan, having himself a nice little vacation. And your usual panel is in here because we're actually recording this on a Tuesday afternoon. So who we do have for you is uh, me, Emmanuel Marino, the current columnist. I'll be your uh, makeshift host. We also have Jonas himself, the big newsman himself. He's the guy who makes sure all the news happens on the site. The master of HTML formatting and the one who's actually recording this podcast. Care to say hi? Hi. <laughs> all right. Seemed like a really long intro for just that. But uh, <laughs> that you hear laughing is um, Sam Marcello, our recent event specialist, but really our editorial, uh, corn- uh, what's your official title? Coordinator? Curator. Master of editorials. I also call myself, you know, the puppet master and queen editorialist. But, you know, those names don't really apply. <laughs> All right. But and just says the- Twitter, <laughs> according to Twitter. <laughs> And of course, we have a special guest who I don't think has been on the RPG cast before. Have you? Nope, I've been on the back track, but not the RPG cast. All right, and that is uh, Mike Mohenki. I hope I pronounced that right. Uh, no, but you're not alone in pronouncing it that way. I've heard it pronounced that way dozens of times. Well, Just... enlighten the world. How do you pronounce it? Just call it Minky. If you Minky? want to <laughs> go to Germany and pronounce it, then it's Monke. Monke. All right. And he is an editorialist on the side, and he may be a little bit more famously known for his Fossil Fighters review. <laughs> among Which, other things. Among I other things. The reviews, not just Fossil Fighters. Not just he Fossil He does lots of reviews. It's kind of crazy. He's like yeah, a machine. I'm, I'm closing in on triple platinum for reviews. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little nuts. <laughs> Slow down, Mike. I can't keep up with you. All with my two. <laughs> Well, you're having a third come up very soon, but I don't know if you can talk about it today. Um, yeah, probably not. <laughs> you can just say that there's uh, something coming from you in the future. How's that? Well, a couple, couple, couple days. <laughs> well, well, let's give everyone a quick little rundown of what this sh- unusual show is going to be like. Uh, so we're just going to... If anything, it's going to be a little bit more casual. We're going to have a little bit of casual discussion. Uh, we're going to discuss the fact that the Dreamcast is now 10 years old, some light news, and of course, your reactions and your comments on the last podcast, because you know there was a whole lot of them. <laughs> right. Oh. Right. <laughs> Endless topics of discussion about that podcast. <laughs> well, mainly endless discussion about which fantasy star is which, and which one, and why one is more important than the other. It's called Fantasy Star Four is the best game ever, and Fantasy Star Universe is a pile of poop. Mm. <laughs> Watch me get into trouble for that one, and then everyone, you know, goes, "Ah, oh my God, she's never played it." So, rawr. meanwhile, I have and played it. And it here, he can tell you that Fantasy Star Portable is also a pile of poop. I bet. Well, yeah, I don't know about that, but I do know one thing that's actually pretty good, and that came out this week. This week, I should say today, is uh, Scribblenauts. Uh, Jonathan, you're the big man himself who's actually been playing Scribblenauts right before this podcast started. That's right, I have. What do you think? It's pretty good so far of my five or six levels into it. But... I, I don't know, I'm not real creative on some of the things, so, I mean, like, a lot of the things I chose to use were probably pretty obvious, but it's pretty fun so far. 
So no flying monkeys yet from the Wizard of Oz? Nothing like that? No, no time machines. No. No nothing like that yet. No death rays. No Cthulhu's. Nothing like that yet. So yeah, today is Scribblenauts launch day, but it's also Zune HD day. So uh, anyone actually know what that is? Anyone care? I know what that is, but I, I don't care. So It involves a Zune, which I don't own. So Which is I an HD. Well, the only reason why I bring it up is because it also announced that the Zune HD is going to be uh, a new platform for Microsoft casual games. So who knows who will be saying uh, Fable 2 kick, Chicken Kickers on that before too long. You know, that's that's not really a new thing, though, because um, XNA, whenever the XNA, whenever they started it, was going to be a multi-stage process. And um, the last stage of XNA, which they didn't eventually do, I don't think, was going to be XNA development for uh, Zune, which, as far as I know, has just fell off the face of the planet. So, I mean, it could just be a reinvigorated trying to launch that. Mm. Of course, with a, a clear shot aimed across Apple's bow with uh, yeah. their App Store. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, did you hear the news that uh, the iPod Touch is clearly a superior product to the PSP and DS, as evident by the fact that it has 21,000 games, while the, P- while the PSP only has, what, 600, and the DS only has, like, 3,000? 21,000. That's kind of yeah. scary. How many are good? 21,000 games. Uh, and of course, the the obvious comment after that one is, how many of those are fart apps? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, how many of those are snake uh, apps? Snake apps, I would. Or ne- never mind. Uh, redos of snake. Read <laughs> or breakout or minesweeper. Yeah, but it can't be called minesweeper. That would be you know copyright infringement. So it it's bomb searcher or <laughs> what else or you can call it? Yeah, torpedo stopper. Yeah. I still think it's pretty interesting, and, you know, actually, I've been trying to push for a lot more coverage for iPhone RPGs on the site, because it seems like there's a new, pretty decent iPhone RPG uh, coming out, like, every other day. There's uh, a new Diablo clone actually looks pretty competent from Gameloft coming out in a little bit. There's an Oblivion clone coming out pretty soon that's in, like, full first-person view with, they say, over four hours of gameplay. <laughs> Which doesn't sound like much. But on a phone, for uh, that kind of a game is actually kind of impressive. Yeah, if, it'll, it'll, if it doesn't eat up your entire battery in one go. Pretty much, then that seems to be the big problem, right? Well, I know mobile gaming and handheld gaming isn't exactly your thing, but it's just something I thought I'd bring up since it seems to be on everyone's uh, everyone's mind recently. It's on a lot of people's agendas, actually. I mean, Victor Lucas of uh, Electric Playground, he reviewed, A personal like... friend of yours, right? Oh, I, yeah, he's really nice. <laughs> um, I actually... Almost had the chance to interview him, and unfortunately, he just got so swamped with like people coming after him, like a lot of fans and stuff. But uh, I did get the chance to briefly talk to him, and he was just telling me about like all these iPhone games and how people apparently have been sending him emails to stop reviewing iPhone games. <laughs> so clearly, it's a sign that there's a lot of hardcores out there who are just like, seriously, we don't give a crap about the iPhone. Stop doing it. Well, he's like, best platform ever, guys. Seriously, you're missing out. And, uh, yeah, like he's one be, of the yeah. hard advocates for it. <laughs> it, it gets like a lot of bad, uh, a, a really kind of uh, a stigma attached to it. But I think uh, was it Chris Kohler from Gamasutra? No, that's someone else. Well, uh, I can't remember exactly who it was, but he made a very interesting point. That is, you know, I still like all my hardcore games, quote unquote. But these iPod Touch, these iPhone games, they're just really 
in places that I used to be bored waiting in line in the dentist office or these kind of things, I'm not bored anymore. So how can that be a bad thing? No, it's not really a bad thing. That's It's just one of those things where I think people are alienated at the idea that their phone can also be a gaming platform. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's a very weird dividing line in some ways because there are some people out there who really don't want oh. their phone to have those capabilities. We have a special uh- caller on the line. <laughs> Noodle, welcome to the RPG cast already in progress. <laughs> How are you? Hello. Um, I'm good. I just got home. Nice Crazy told kid. me to... Not nice. Sam told me to come on here, so I'm here. Alright, and that is, of course, Sarah Magar, our graphics woman, master of graphics. Button maker extraordinaire. Button maker yeah. extraordinaire. And you're <laughs> currently on the cast with uh, Sam Marcello. <laughs> Mike, I'm not going to pronounce your last name. And <laughs> Wow, was that hard? Hey, Apparently it's intimidating. Make me look bad once, that's enough. Make me look bad twice, forget about it. His name on here is like a bunch of random letters, so I don't blame you. Oh, Aww. you know, uh, uh, thank you, yeah, let me I catch you up a little really quickly with what's going on. Uh, Sam was telling us that she personally knows Victor Lucas, famous game journalist. I just met him very briefly. and Well, that's a perfect really segue. Nice. Where did you meet him? Um, a couple of weeks ago, I went to Fan Expo, which is uh, held here in Toronto, and uh, it's sort of like a big nerd love fest. There's kind of, it's kind of a giant amalgamation of like a lot of different nerd genre cultures. So like sci-fi, anime, comics, video games, horror. There's like a lot going on, and you know, for every little event that they have, they've always got a special guest for each of them. So. Uh, in the case of the gaming section, Victor Lucas was the special guest of honor. Um, and I mean, like, people around Canada know him so well just because, you know, he's on TV every day doing Electric Playground and doing reviews on the run. Actually, he did re- uh, an episode of Reviews on the Run, actually, where I work at York University, which was kind of crazy. Um, but yeah, this Fan Expo was a really, really uh, strange event. It's, I mean, compared to Anime North, which I wrote about back in May, um, it's not very good at being a social con. In fact, it's more like you go there for shopping, and that's about it. I did meet some really cool people, though. I mean, I met a couple of people from Bioware, and uh, they embarrassed me with the whole playing of Dragon Age, and I sucked at it. You know, I actually really enjoyed your... Not to interrupt you, but yeah. in case no one has seen it, you actually wrote up a really nice feature on this with lots of great pictures, and your impressions right in the... Uh right in the features. Well, if anyone's missed that, please check it out. Still on the front page. It's uh, rpgamer.com slash event slash fan expo slash fan expo. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, that's what I get for making an event folder that has a very uh, repetitive name. Yeah, well, also, still, it's a really nice feature. And I, of course, I mean, it pays to be able to follow along and look at the pictures while you tell us this wonderful story. Just oh, yeah. You. Just pimping you. What can I, oh, say? I love you too, Manny. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like, oh my god, just the costumers were... Uh, there wasn't as many awesome ones as there was at Anime North, but there was some 90s X-Men, which I think was like the whole... It was the best thing of my weekend. I was like, oh my god, there's 90 X-Men, 90s X-Men. I must stalk them. Like cartoon just 90s X-Men? Yes! Oh, the cartoon. Cool. Like, they, cool. there was a rogue with the giant hair. <laughs> spandex, and then she was stalking a gambit that was walking around. 
It's really disturbing. It's kind of disturbing, yes, but when you want pictures of Rogue and Gambit together, you kind of want to hope that the Rogue will be friends with the Gambit. I mean, but let me, let, let's <laughs> not in that way. <laughs> I mean, let's let's be honest to ourselves. I mean, as fun as dressing up in costumes may be to some people, seeing large groups of them is always a little scary. Just just a little it bit is. scary. Yeah. It it can be. I mean, I've participated in a couple photo shoots, and even when I find those kind of intimidating at times. Photo shoots. You've been doing some modeling on the side. <laughs> yes, because I'm totally staff babe. Haven't I told you this before? <laughs> You gonna take that noodle? <laughs> hey, I agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh god, yeah, no, this, the, the photo shoots are so much fun. I mean, I meet some crazy people. I mean, there's these Persona cosplayers that I saw back at Anime North and they came to Fan Expo and we realized that there was only two people from Persona 3 and we're just like, you know what? Screw regular posing. We're gonna make stupid poses. So we decided that we wanted to be all gangster because we had our guns. We were talking about how we had our cock pieces. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me? <laughs> yes, I know, I said that word. <laughs> but yeah, it was so much fun. And, uh, like, I don't know, these people were really fantastic. And, I don't know, Fan Expo's still, like, a big snore in some ways, but Bioware, Persona cosplayers, um, buying useless junk and pretty artsy-fartsy and a Mr. Saturn, I think that made my weekend. <laughs> Good, good, good. You know, I always like hearing about these uh, smaller expos because all you ever hear about are the, what, PAX, E3, Tokyo Game Show, PAX, E3, Tokyo Game Show. And, and there is, like, you know, it's nice to know there are conventions outside of Los Angeles, Seattle, and Tokyo. <laughs> well, I gotta admit, one thing that was kind of great about this year's Fan Expo was the fact that I was able to get, you know, three impressions written. I mean, there was one for Dragon Age, and I got to speak with Bioware, but then there was also, uh, Sega was there. And I was able to, to uh, try out Bleach, Third Phantom, and uh, Sands of Destruction, which Sands of Destruction is fantastic, and I'm actually like really looking forward for people getting the chance to try that one out. It's got a really, really different battle system. Do you follow it's a lot of button mashing? Do you follow Bleach at all? You don't hear much about that game. I mean, there used to be when it was released in Japan, you heard more about it than you do now. No, Mike, she doesn't Mike, follow Bleach. Yeah, I was gonna say, Mike probably knows more about Bleach than I yeah. do. <laughs> well, I, w I was just curious if you know if, if someone who knew about it had tried to play it or not. Um, my boyfriend actually tried out Bleach Third Phantom, and mm -hmm. he actually had a uh, quite the blast with it. He was having a lot of fun, and I mean, he's an avid follower follower of the show. Mm -hmm. He's never been able to get me to sit and watch it though, because I'm just kind of like the show's kind of. I can't get past the name, honestly. I hear Bleach, I start thinking about washing my clothes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and who knows. Well, who knows what the name's about, but yeah, that's 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 another story for a different podcast. So, <laughs> I mean, it's really just a simple strategy RPG. There's not much to it. There's not a lot of depth. It's well, I mean, it's, it's probably a... my least favorite game that I played at the show. I mean, even Bayonetta was like ten times more fun than Bleach was. Sadly, it's, it's a licensed, you know. Yeah. I mean, you can't. Yeah. So, but yeah, so as a licensed game, it's actually competent. Pretty good. It's all right. All right, it's all right. no Final Fantasy Tactics, but... It's no it Batman. Tries. It's not Batman. It's <laughs> no long time. to be Batman, but, you know, it doesn't. I want Batman. <laughs> yeah, I want Batman too, man. It looks so good. Nice hug. I mean, excuse me, Jonathan. <laughs> How good is Batman? <laughs> it's really good. Uh, oh, it, it's... I mean, gameplay aside, I'm not sure if uh, I am a, the largest fan of the, the gameplay type. Mm -hmm. But it's probably one of the best Xbox 360 games I've ever played. I have 
Critically, I have very few complaints about the game. Very, very few complaints. You know, I have a really strong praise from someone who starts off the sentence with, I'm not a, really a fan of these kind of games, but man, this is the best 360 game I've ever played. Well, I mean, it's, it's like, well, I mean, like, I can't think, I can't, I can't give any complaints to it. I mean, I love Mass Effect. If you ask some other people on the site, I'm a huge Mass Effect fan. and I'll, I love I'll, Mass Effect, too. Yeah, I, I mean, just beat it this weekend. Uh, like, on our ranking system, I could probably couldn't even give... I mean, it's that is definitely one of my favorite games of all time. And I probably couldn't give that a 5 on our ranking system. It'd be more a 4.5. But, I mean, Batman... I mean, granted, we don't review that sort of game, but we did. I mean, critically, I cannot come up with a single complaint. I mean, like, it's an excellent, excellent, excellent game. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Batman. I'm curious. Did, I'm curious. Did you not want to get the PS3 version because that one had like the exclusive Joker content, right? Oh yeah, I don't own a PS3 though, so. Ah, all right. Yeah, that's that's how that went too. So. I'm sure they'll make that DLC soon enough. Yeah, it'll probably be DLC in like four months. So, yeah, they'll charge. So have you been? It, is that what you've been recently? Is that what you've recently been playing? Yep, that mostly that. I, I I've nearly done all the uh, the challenge missions and all of the collectibles, which is a testament of how good it is because I don't do that sort of thing. Ah. It's the most achievement points I've ever gotten in a game ever. <laughs> yeah, and I mean I'm I'm I like the most achievement points I've gotten in anything is maybe 500 points, and that's Mass Effect. And I've played through Mass Effect four times now. So I mean, cool. I mean you know that's just another testament to how good it is. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> how about you, Mike? What you been playing recently? You haven't talked for a little bit. Let's see here. The major thing I've been playing lately is Longrisser Five, which. I'm assuming that nobody else has played Longrisser, so I should probably give it a little bit of info. It's and by a little bit, you mean like a little bit, right? Not like two-hour dis- discussion about how this has changed your life? You know, man, before Longrisser, <laughs> I was nothing, man. I just sat here as a vegetable and watched myself grow moss. But now I have seen the light, man. No, I won't Look go I started. Look what you uh, did. Long live Eureka, California. (laughs) Yeah, well, you know anything about this county, Humboldt, then you know what it's known for. Uh, Oh, yes, Langrasser. (laughs) Yeah, only the first one ever came out in English, and that was way back in 91 on the Genesis. And this is five, and it's on the Saturn, and it's not in English anywhere, although there are translations around. Hmm. But the the major thing about Langrasser Combat is it's, it's a tactical game, but... Each commander gets to hire troops before battle, and they get to hire in this one a maximum of six each. So you have six commanders, six troops each, and the enemy has up to six each, so it's very, very big. And the commanders, if you kill a commander, all of its troops die. But that means that you would miss out on all the experience the troops would give you by killing them individually. That's one of the things about Longrisser. Also, every unit has ten hit points, and that never increases throughout the game. You just get bigger and bigger stats so that you'll just march all over everything that's incredibly weak. Uh, I didn't catch. What platform was this on? Saturn. Oh, swell. <laughs> I know. We love the Saturn around here. Hey, well, we know we love the Dreamcast around here, but we'll get to that yeah, in a minute. We'll get to that. Um, aside from Longrister 5, oh, and quick parallel with Bleach, the main bad guy in this is also the main bad the guy who voices Aizen in Bleach. I just noticed that earlier. Hmm. Uh, I've been playing a little Children of Mana on the DS. I think you played that, didn't you, Jonathan? Yeah, I did. It was the best of the the 
mana relaunch series, I thought. It, it was it was decent. Yeah. I really like the music. It's very catchy. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, it's an action RPG with some quibbles that I have, like having to pick up that little seed or whatever it is so you can advance to every stage. That gets annoying real fast. But yeah. yeah. It's all right. I'm enjoying it enough to keep playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and to keep going with the retro theme, I played a little Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Hyperstone Heist on the Genesis. I can't say I've played that one. <laughs> you'd expect from a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles beat-em-up. Awesome. I just love the idea that you have all these old consoles just littering your your living room. You have each one connected all at the same time. Well, I can I also talk I about that. No B3 because I played that too. Yes, but Mike still doesn't have a PlayStation or you know a PS2. Not yet. He has PS2. to beat every single game from the right. past. Three- <laughs> <laughs> He's got to beat yep. every game. It's gonna take <laughs> a while. PS2 is awesome. Well, just in case everyone doesn't know what we're talking about, could you please explain <laughs> your philosophy on gaming really quickly? <laughs> okay. For a long, long time, I only had a Genesis, and then one fine day, I happened upon this wonderful thing called eBay, and I <laughs> came upon about, oh, I about quadrupled my Genesis library, and then I finally decided, you know, I've never had a Super Nintendo, so I'm going to get that, and I'm going to get about 40 games for it, too, and I ended up playing most of those. And by the time, before I was even done with that, I decided, I want a Sega CD, too. So I got that and decided to try and branch that library out, and then I got a Saturn and a Dreamcast. And honestly, if I kept on the way I was seven, eight years ago, I should be buying more dead consoles, like the Turbo Graphics. But at this point, I just want to find out every game that might possibly be worthwhile in all the systems I own and check them out before I go to anything new. I realize this is possibly psychotic, but it's a form of life that I don't think I can give up at this point. <laughs> well, it's okay. If not you, who would write our retro reviews? Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to venture into this territory except me, so I accept the responsibility of doing reviews for games that almost no one cares about. Yay! We appreciate it. So, let's see. Sarah, 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 what you been playing? Um, just lots of Final Fantasy XI. Um, I got a party the other night. It was the first time I've been in an actually good party, high level, in a really long time. Really liked it. Cool. No dancers. Made me happy. Hate those dancers. <laughs> Why do you hate the dancers, Sarah? Because I'm a white mage, and they are kind of cocky and tend to pretend that they can main heal when I'm the white mage, and that's my job. Do you I punch don't. them with your white mage <laughs> powers? Because you should. I just, they don't listen to me. I'm like, can you just back up heal? And they don't. They just say, well, we have to use our TP on something. And it's like, well, use it on weapon skills or other dances. Let me do the curing, because that's my job. I wonder if you'd like to watch a white mage punch a dancer. That'd be great. I would it's totally like West Side Story. <laughs> I don't there mind playing dancer. I don't mind playing dancer or people that do play dancers. It's just parting with them when they don't know that they're backup healing. They're not main healers. That'd be pissed. It was, it was good times. I got a. I didn't quite get a level, but um, had a bard that kept casting like 
I don't play bards, so I don't know their stick, but uh, those little spells, they get me refresh. It's great times. That's what I did. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> you could see if you could see me while I was talking. That's the whole. That's what I was doing the whole time. I was just doing jazz hands. Jazz hands. Jazz hands. <laughs> Who doesn't do jazz hands just normally walking around? I mean, you know, it just must be done. Now we just need to have you know finger snapping and tight pants and it works. Wait, oh, yeah. you got Go special pants girlfriend. too? RPG RP Gamer presents West Side Story. <laughs> Noodle, didn't Noodle, you get special pants? pants together. I got pants. I got pants a while ago. They're they're blessed trousers. Ah. <laughs> so Sam, what you been playing? Because <laughs> I play things. Um. So I finished Wizard of Oz about a week ago. Oh, and nice, nice. I loved it. I can see why this game is going to not fare so well. Unfortunately, mm. I I I'm a little sad to say that, but it's uh. It not has, well, but like, by what standards do you mean? It's not going to sell. I, I'm looking at more the fact that I think that this game, in some ways, might be either too childish for a lot of people, um, might be too simple, and not to mention the mechanics are something that I think would turn a lot of people off. So I did that trackball, but that trackball yeah. I think was enough to like just make people go, "Okay, I'm tired of flicking the stylus. Stop flicking." No more. But you know, the thing about it is, though, is on a shelf, if you think, I mean, from our perspective and the critics, maybe, sure. Yeah. But I mean, you know, when you some mom takes their kid in and they see a DS game that has Wizard of Oz stamped yeah, on the no, cover. Oh, yeah, It's going to do well just on that. Yeah. Well, that's what I, that's, see, when you said not a success, I was wondering, because I was thinking, like, a lot of 12-year-old girls would love I'm Wizard of Oz games. I think it's more about the, the idea of the critics. The critical I think it would success. sell easily yeah. to, um, you know, a lot of younger audience. Like, heck, I'm going to buy it for my nephew. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's exactly what I would think this would be do well against preteens and kids. Anyone who has a DS and is kind of sick of uh, what are they playing right now? Uh, Nintendos or I don't know Pokemon. what the young kids are playing. Pokemon. So, so do you have lots of scratches right in the middle of the bottom of your DS screen where you haven't moving the ball all the time? Or I mean, is it is it that tedious? You or? know, what? it's 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 just it gets to a point where it feels a little tedious. Mm-hmm. But um, like I think it's a it's you know really unique in that regard. Mm-hmm. Um, because I mean. For those who really don't play a lot of RPGs, I mean, this is a very uh, casual RPG in some ways because the trackball allows you to either run directly to your enemy or it allows, helps you evade your enemies. So depending on how you spin that trackball and how fast or slow you spin it, you know, you could, you know, either evade something if you if you know that you don't have the hit points to fight it, you can evade it or you know, if you actually want to hit something dead on, Dorothy can bolt and just, you know, attack things head on. Mm. Um, but it becomes very gimmicky at that point. Um, and with the way that the dungeons are set up, I mean, they're all, they're giant mazes. Um, I mean, there's so much to be discovered in them. So you could really waste a lot of hours just going through each of the dungeons and looking up all the different, you know, treasures. Um solving the different puzzles and that sort of thing. Like, I actually had a lot of fun with it, but I think it also had to do with the fact that, like, I, I'm already a huge Wizard of Oz fan, and, I mean, like, I have to just outright say, I mean, the game made me cry. So, I'm pretty sure it's a sign that, for me at least, it was a really good game. And it wasn't crying tears of, you know, like, oh my god, this game is painful. It's like, oh my god, this game is so sad, I love it. 
Well, I always like the idea of entry-level RPGs. I think anything that brings more people into this wonderful genre that eases them in here with as little stress and pressure as as possible is actually a nice thing. Not everything. Not everyone needs to dive into Fallout Three or or Mass Effect on their first try. Yeah. No, I, I wish there was. Go oh, ahead. Sorry, Noodle. Oh, you go ahead. Uh, I was just saying, I, I I do agree that I think there needs to be a little bit more entry level RPGs that are not Pokemon or Pokemans mm. or Pokemon, whatever you want to call it. True. I that. mean, that's why I, I mean I'd like to play Fossil Fighters actually. Um, that one there, I think is hey, you got the I man. He's right here. If you want to hear about yeah. fossil fighters, <laughs> oh, I've already heard yeah. lots about fossil fighters. Yeah, and but, she's um, the one. She's the one who told me that it was actually a Red Company game, which got me interested in the game in the first place. And Red makes awesomeness like Sucker Wars. And King Macho. King Macho Four being the game in which you fight the robot duplicate of the President of the United States in Texas. That's so Yes. <laughs> also, which you find out that the Alamo is actually a tank, which is commanded by General Custer. Well, of course it is. I mean, why I would know, it be? But you didn't know that before, did you? This game tells you these things. <laughs> Along with um, you being called out as a terrorist on the TV in Atlanta and you having to go shut down the entire television network of Atlanta. <laughs> but that's Tengai Machio 4. We're talking about fossil fighters. Of course. <laughs> so Sam, that's uh, everything you've been playing? No, um, I finished uh, Jeanne d'Arc actually two nights ago, and I liked that one a lot as well. Um, that one I I want to highly recommend to a lot of people. Uh, that game has a nice challenge to it, and it's on the PSP. Yeah, um, and you can even download it for fourteen ninety nine. Any of you prospective PSP oh, go buyers? Really? I didn't know yeah. that. Cool. Yeah, no, John Dark has a nice challenge to it because it's one of those games where, you know, you can't just rely on, you know, grinding and gushing things. A lot of the scenarios that you get put into, um, you really do have to think about what the situation is and who's around you and what the, um, you know, like what the terrains are and stuff like that. Um, I mean, you have these transformations that you can use, but as the game goes on, I mean, they get fairly useless. Because you'll have your main party members doing, you know, mega damage compared to your actual uh, characters who can transform. <laughs> so it's too bad a fire mist isn't here because he'd be saying he was telling us the same thing not too long ago. Yeah, no, I, I was playing it around the same time he was, except I had to put it down once I got Oz. So I finished yeah. that, and then the only I... other thing I'm playing is Final Fantasy III, which I really don't want to talk about. <laughs> that game well, that. makes me full of hate. <laughs> I hate that game. I haven't finished it yet. I, I actually haven't that. touched it in months. <laughs> Are we talking about the DS version? Yeah, yeah. It's cute though. It's cute. I I like how it looks and and everything. I'm just annoyed with the fact that every time I go into a dungeon, if I die, there's no save point. Mm. Yeah, I agree I, with welcome that. Welcome to 1994. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've gone the same dungeon like 50 yeah. zillion times already. It's getting annoying. It just gets to a point where it's like, seriously, I don't want to play this game anymore. Yeah, that's that's kind of why I haven't touched it in a while. I just kind of got tired of redoing the same thing over and over again. I, just that. That I, I got lucky on the final boss there. Both my ninjas sucked at magic defense. They both died real fast, but I can't remember what they were, but my other two kept surviving until they killed the final boss by themselves. Wow. Uh, nice. Yeah. 
Great. Yeah, the cloud of darkness. The um, the woman who has uh, tentacles or whatever they were. I hate her. I hate her so much. And I'm not even there yet. But I hate her for a different reason. I'm not there yet either. I now we just got sucked into an FF3 discussion when we didn't want one. <laughs> I'll, I'll just make this quick. When we were at Run to the Sun, and we were at Square Enix, she was one of the bosses I had to fight in Dissidia. And she would not sit still. I had to chase her around, you know, the arena to the point where I was getting so tired of it. I was like, just get over here so I can smack you with a wind spell. Get over here. I was getting so mad. I think, like, Mac and Manny were just, like, watching me, like, want to kill the PSP. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I was just enjoying Square Enix's nice pizza. That's all I was doing. Were you now? (laughs) Was I now? But I do have some good stories to regale you with. Ooh, like what? I beat Mass Effect finally. Two Ooh. years late to the party. Yay! Yay! Congratulations! Thank you. Thank you. Achievements, applause. What do you uh, think about it? If I could bow, I would. What do I think about it? I actually like. I think probably like my favorite moment is like that little ending scene where your character just staring off into space. Yeah. You dramatically as the music as the ending music and the credits dramatically start to roll up. I know it sounds cheesy, but it made me feel like, yeah, that's right, I accomplished this. My guy, my avatar. And if anybody screams spoilers, the game's been out for two years. I mean, like, you know, if, if you're not going to oh, That's it, not a spoiler. I mean, well, you I mean, look like, into this. Some, into some, some, people, some people are really particular about those things, but the game's been out for two years. I mean... All right, all right. Like, I'm backtracked. We have to tell them, like, spoilers are, you know, open game now, guys. Nobody I mean, yeah. cares. I mean, the game is old. The game's <laughs> 10 years old. I mean, you know, like... <laughs> hey, I didn't, I didn't ruin any twists or turns or... Ares you know, dies. I, I do have this Just weird, uh, dies. really... Oh, I'm sorry, what did you say? Eris dies. Oh. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, you're Can talking you about this game I didn't play. Never mind. Seriously, <laughs> you don't even have to be sad about it. <laughs> you, you know, I actually, uh... I liked it so much, I think I'm gonna start reading the Mass Effect prequel novel. Well, Mass Effect 2 prequel <laughs> novel now. There's another one, Just too. To get- yeah, I'm gonna. Yeah. I already I uh, downloaded it from Audible.com, so I should be starting to listen to it like later this week. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's actually weird because I listened to the first novel before I started playing the game, and I my expectations. I I built up the Mass Effect universe in my brain with my own imagination because I haven't really seen anything of it beforehand. Mm-hmm. So when I actually started to play the game, I was a little disappointed. Oh, the Citadel looks like this. Uh, Anderson looks like that. I thought he was more handsome than that. You know, these kind of little <laughs> things, and you. After a while, there's like a little, little, like a million little nitpicks. I was thinking, oh, come on, really? But that's the price I get for reading. The price I pay for reading. What's wrong with reading? Reading's awesome. Yeah, but it's a video game. We don't support reading around these parts. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? I'm getting off this podcast right now. That's it. I'm going to quote from The Economist for you. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Mike, no. Anyway, I'll, I'll joke aside. I really enjoyed Mass Effect. I'm gonna get started on the prequel novel really soon, and uh, hopefully, I'll be playing Scribblenauts today once the UPS guy shows up. Yay, so if I disappear in the middle of this podcast, it's because he's here. With a stick. So, so uh, about last Kirby. week, <laughs> it's pink. He's puffy. He's wonderful. They anyway, need to, they need to come out with an RPG for Kirby so people can play it. Let's start an internet partition. That, you know that'll work. I just made him in Maya. It was fun times. 
Oh, Noodles. but speaking of very special things, uh, last week was nine nine oh nine. So Wait, did you notice it at nine nine and nine seconds? Yes, I did. Something magical happened. Did you get a pony? No, Steve Jobs went on stage and announced to the world that he's back. But oh yeah, that. I saw that. <laughs> All joking aside, nine nine oh nine was a pretty special day. We had a Beatles rock band come out, right? We had the the special super limited collector's edition of the Beatles come out. Oh, what else? Rock band. We had an Apple iPod event, and um, oh yeah, it was a Dreamcast tenth birthday. Dreamcast. Dreamcast. Yeah. There's only like two games for it. Hey, 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 hey. This is RP Gamer. Those two games we have nothing but love for. <laughs> you sure? Just for that, Noodle, I'm going to talk about some other games on the Dreamcast. <laughs> okay. So, you know, we were, uh, we, all of us, we hang out on the IRC, and we usually like to talk about the, the events of the day. And we, when we all realized it was the Dreamcast birthday, we got into a long, long discussion about what our favorite games were, what the best RPGs were. Is Shenmue an RPG? And we figured, why are we having this in an IRC where no one can hear us? Let's have it on the podcast. <laughs> so yes, Shenmue is an RPG. End of the discussion. That was Next a time. great story, Manny. <laughs> where are your sailors? Isn't, isn't Shenmue the game where you can be like a delivery boy? <laughs> I think <laughs> something else. You can, you can operate a forklift. Yes. That's you can, pretty cool. Wow. You can wander around the docks. I'm looking for sailors. Are you a sailor? I'm looking for sailors. Can I find some sailors? You can tell a sailor That's by looking at them. <laughs> uh, I so all joking aside, RPG. all joking aside, did... Sorry, Sam. Sorry to keep on cutting you off, but all joking aside, um, so is there some genuine Dreamcast love in this room right here? In the audience? I like Dreamcast. I never got one or not, played anything on it. Not RPG no. Dreamcast, but... I, I still I, play it from time to time. I've got one. Yeah, Yeah, you played Silver. <laughs> Let's remind you of that. Thanks, Sam. I really <laughs> wanted to think of that game. <laughs> Remember the title I came up with it? Repl- move I, put L before... Put I before... Well, I can't even remember <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. You're supposed to, you jam it into your eye, and it's preferable than playing the game. That's how great it is. I would, rather take that, I would rather take that game disc and eat it than play it. So happier and, thoughts. Skies <laughs> of Arcadia was fantastic. Just give it to Kirby. Yeah. Really it. Does anyone remember Skies of Arcadia? It was probably one I of the best. I never got RPGs. to play that game, but I always wanted to. Okay, what's you it know about? I don't remember. Okay, the first time I played Skies of Arcadia, I got lost so often that my game time was over 90 hours at the end. Hmm. That's nuts. I guess that, nuts. I guess that floored everyone. <laughs> no, but it shows how much you loved it. That's true. I did love it. I still do. I thought it was going to be the Dreamcast Love Fest, but it seems like no one has much of a history of the console. Oh, I, 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 I do just not RPG history. I, I, uh... well, well, tell me, what's your favorite Dreamcast game, then? Let's just, we'll go a little off-topic. A, a little off-topic? A little uh... bit, a little bit. It's got to be either uh, Jet Set Radio or uh, one of the Gigaween games. Gigaween games are shmups. Jet Set Radio is fantastic. Yeah. I was going to say, that one I've actually played. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that one's really good. It had awesome music. It is. I own oh, both soundtracks. Good. Yeah. So good. I'm surprised more people haven't ripped that game off. They really should at this point, since it seems like Sega's not going to make a new one anytime soon. Yeah, probably not. I guess, it, I guess Radio Future didn't do that well. 
Mm. Maybe they shouldn't have put it on the Xbox. Yeah. <laughs> I probably like push it Shenmue 2 on the Xbox either. Well, there is an English version on the Dreamcast. You just have to import it from Europe. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> and it's really easy to play import games on a... Not that we condone such things that would allow you to play import games on a Dreamcast, but... Oh, no, no. Well, there's actually... there was there, They actually sold... Um, I know this is slightly off topic too, but they they sold uh, commercially released products that that were discs and stuff. Uh, I think uh, the people who make um, Game Genies or something made one. There was was it called Bleen? The Bleen Cast? Or something? Oh no, no, it wasn't Bleen. Bleen was something different. Right. There was I have something called a DCX. A DCX is this disc you stick in beforehand, and it I have that. Yeah, it allows you to play import games on your Dreamcast, and it was sold in stores. Oh, yeah, so I, I should mean, have done that. Yeah, well, they're kind of hard let to me come see. by anymore, but. Well, you you like shoot 'em ups, right? So, did you mm-hmm. play Ikaruga, the famous sing- Ikaruga? Oh no, not not that, uh, not the the Dreamcast one. Um, nah, it's very expensive, very yes, very expensive. Yeah, so I guess put it on GameCube then. Oh no, it's very expensive on GameCube too. The GameCube version of it is uh, for used copies. I mean, you're talking like fifty bucks for a used GameCube game, you know? Which is yeah, on Dreamcast is like what a hundred something. Yeah, I mean, a new you can get new copies of uh, the Dream uh, the uh, GameCube game, but they're like upward eighty hundred something like that. And they're also expensive. If you want to play Akaruga, it's all about Xbox Live Arcade. So, mm. well, I always remember the Dreamcast. Ikur- those were like the big, what were the big games? It was Ikaruga and RPG Realm. It was a uh, it was Skies of Arcadia, Grandia Two, which you eventually were able to play on the PS Two. Uh, what else? Fantasy Story of the Universe or whichever online. Sorry. Oh, yeah, that Fantasy Star Online. I, I love Fantasy Star Online. Yeah, yeah that's all right. I didn't really like. I'm sorry, Jonathan. <laughs> no, Penny. It's a little I monotonous. Played, I never played the PS2 Grandia 2, but I understand it had nasty graphical glitches. Oh, yeah, it was much better on the Dreamcast. It was a really nice, smooth experience. And it came with a free soundtrack CD. It was fantastic. It did. Hmm. That was some good music. It really was. Man, I lo- the, the best part about the Dreamcast is I, that was my first taste of next gen. Back when next gen was something exciting and new, and uh, I was really rewarded with some great games. I, I like Skies of Arcade is probably one of my favorite all-time RPGs. I I still to this day think back. You know what game I want to play again? Skies of Arcadia. It's just a really fun game. They it's hit on pirates. It's mm-hmm. it's got pirates. It's got airships. It's got evil empires. There's an Egypt world and there's a fire world. Isn't there's there a also a world. pink pirate ship? Yes, there is. There's yes, a pink there pirate. is. And if you take out, if you put your VMU inside your Dreamcast, you can transfer a little guy on there, and then take out your VMU, and you can play a little mini game. Yay! That's awesome. <laughs> 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 I just say the Dreamcast was that was so silly. I used to try to play that the little VMU as much as I could, but the battery would die after like five minutes. I'd have Aww. to go buy like another cell battery that cost like ten dollars. It was it was a bad <laughs> idea. Yeah, once mine died, I just didn't even care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. All I don't right. even think I ever had one of those when I had my Dreamcast, which really How'd wasn't my Dreamcast. Me? You know what? My brother never bought, you know, one of those. He, we just sort of had it. I don't know why he even bought the machine, to be honest, because I could never save anything. So I would just play it whenever he wasn't looking and then be like, I can't save, but I'll just keep playing. And for the games that I had, I mean, it wasn't really a big deal, so which were crappy three games. 
I wish I had Skies of Arcadia. Mm. You know, that reminds me. We we had another. We also had like another recently interesting discussion in the IR, in our uh, staff IRC. Our backlogs, all the games that we wish we were playing, but for some reason aren't. And Jonathan, you had like what a list of a hundred games that you should be playing, have no reason not to be playing, but simply aren't playing. Oh no! Well, I didn't list any games specifically, but I have a lot of games. I mean, I I I mean. I kid you not, I could stop buying games for the next three or four years, and I could, I would be satisfied. I mean, I have a lot of, a lot of games. <laughs> I have a whole lot of games, so more than I can even list right now. I have and most of them. Yes, right. Yeah, I, I probably, I have, I think, last counts between 150 and 160 DS games. Uh, probably, um, I don't know, 10, 15 RPGs. Maybe half of them I haven't played. And that's not counting a vast array of other things on other systems I never got around to playing either. So, But, I, I mean, most of my collection is DS games. I don't have a lot, considering if anything else. I have maybe, like, six PS2 games and, you know, mm-hmm. maybe that many Wii games. So let me ask you the question that I'm going to ask everyone else. What's the one game in your backlog that you really feel like you should be playing, but for some reason you aren't? Hmm. Well... I can think of one game. Mm-hmm. I have Dungeon Explorer 2 for the TurboGrafx CD. <laughs> <laughs> and the the irony in this is I played pretty decent money for that game. It's a pretty expensive game, and I never finished it. I need to go back it, and play that. Is it eating away at you? Yeah. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty huge... Uh, Dungeon Explorer fan. I really love it, the Dungeon Explorer games. I'm not sure if even anyone here has even played any of the Dungeon Explorer games. Uh, I guess you could call them action RPGs. I mean, it's like a slightly more RPG gauntlet, if you want to say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, the rarest by far was the uh, Dungeon Explorer 2. In the United States, it, uh, I mean, rare, 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 rare. On e- you're tar- I think I paid about a hundred dollars for the game. Ouch! I mean, and you wow. have to have a uh, a um, turbo CD to play the game, or a turbo doer, or something, and those aren't necessarily easy to come by either. So, isn't there like yeah, a option too? You found a pretty good deal on yours, didn't you? Oh yeah, than- I, they're um they're region free, and I ended up buying a Japanese one, so I got one pretty cheap, a Japanese uh, turbo duo. I can't play the regular Turbo Graphics card games, but yeah. So how about you, Sam? What's I know you have a big backlog. What's one game in your list that you should be playing? You know you should be playing. You should have beat it two years ago, but you still haven't. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, if we're going with the fact that I haven't bought it, bought it recently, probably I want to say Tales of Destiny. I have That's Tales really of Destiny. Old. And I bought it a couple of years ago at Anime North. I remember this because my friend and I fought for the last copy of it. <laughs> and I won. I won the bet. You know, we flipped a coin and I got it. And uh, I've picked it up a couple times and have put it down a couple times. Not because I don't like it. Just this is me getting easily distracted. And then being like, ooh, something shiny. Mm. Um, Yay, but shiny! Now I, I, but yeah, I really want to go back and play it, actually. Because I remember having a lot of fun with it. And I mean, I've played some of the other Tales games, but I kind of really love the old ones, like uh, especially Fantasia. 
So I'm pretty sure I'm going to like Destiny as I play it. I hope so, anyways. So do you have any plans to actually go back and do it anytime soon? Um, yeah, actually. Um, I just, you know, considering I just beat Persona 4, you know, my PS2 is open again, so I'm thinking either I'm going to pop in an old PlayStation game or I was thinking that Wild Arms 4 was the other game of interest, since apparently it's very short. It is short, I didn't know that. I always wanted to try I, I, That's a game I haven't played either that I own, and I always wanted to try it because of the, the nifty hexagon Yeah, battle. it just looks really yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, Adrian told me it was something along the lines between like 25, 30 hours, so it was about the same length of when I played um, Shadow Hearts Covenant, which I played this year and absolutely adored. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, I've got a couple things that I'm looking at and going like, I should play you. I will make time for you, and then just have it. One day. One day. Well, isn't I that an inherent, pro- an inherent problem with RPGs? I mean, they take so long. I mean, you know. Yes. A, I mean, unless you just, I mean, have time on your hands, you know. I mean, I'm not sure about your guys' situation, but, you know, I'm, I'm married. I have a full-time job. I'm going to college, too. I mean, like, you know, an RPG takes me a month. I mean, you know, and, <laughs> and that's granted. I played them back-to-back. I mean, I, I might finish yeah. 10 or 11 a year, and, you know, there's more than that comes out in a year, so... More than that, I want to play at least. Oh, of course. That always seems to be the problem, right? Yeah. It's always really tricky, um, especially like if you know, you you think you have more time than you actually do, mm-hmm. which I know has been my yeah. problem lately. I, I know that one. I'm gonna get Persona Four. I'm gonna get Oblivion. I'm gonna get Fallout Three. I'm gonna play each one for three hundred hours. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. <laughs> I was excited when Persona Four ended because it was like I'd put s- almost seventy hours into it, and I was like. I'm so happy to be done. I don't care about the true ending anymore. I just want to be done. That's why I never even started that game. I just wrote it off. It's never going to finish it. <laughs> it's fun. And... But, well, yeah. We... Well, no. before we continue on this thread a little bit more, I'd like to hear what uh, what, Sa- what Sam and Mike have to say about this. Like, what are your Sarah? two games? Sarah. Excuse <laughs> Hello? me. Hello? The cute excuse one? Me, excuse me. <laughs> yes, so come on. I, I didn't want to say noodle on air, but there you go. Noodle. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I haven't beaten Kirby Squeak Squad yet. What? You haven't beaten the Kirby game? I know. Well, I kind of got sidetracked because Kirby Superstar Ultra came out, and I started <laughs> playing that one instead. Of course. Only a Kirby game could stop you from playing the Kirby game. I know. <laughs> and so I haven't, I haven't really gone back to it since, since uh, the other one came out, so... Are you back. actually going to go back? Do you plan to? Yeah, I need to beat it. Your pride as a Kirby fan is on, is I know, on the line. I I'm a Kirby fangirl. This, this, I, I can't have unfinished Kirby games in my backlog. <laughs> and Mike, you are the scariest man alive with your backlog. I can't even imagine. What is it, like 5,000 games now? <laughs> uh, let's, let's not count. It'll be frightening for you. Because then I'd have to name them off, and you would be blattered, be bludgeoned with titles that you've never heard of. So, is there one that stands out in your mind that, man, I really should have been in that one by now? I really love this game. Why? Not really, but uh, it's usually that once I start playing it, I'll be addicted to it and not stop for anything. Mm-hmm. But because Sam told me that she really wants a review to go up sometime, I'm going to have to focus on magical vacation sometime. Um, and otherwise, I'll just, I'll just try Majin Tensei. That's, that's oh. a good one. That's interesting. way back before any of the Shin Megami Tensei games actually came out in English, and it's a tactical game that's kind of like Fire Emblem on Super yeah. Famicom. 
I read all about that on Hardcore Gaming 101. <laughs> Since I'll never actually be able to play it. I had to study up on it. I'm guessing it's awesome. I can't say yet because I haven't started it. Oh, what and console? Just... Mod... And I have Majin Tensei 2, just in case. Uh, what console? Also Super Famicom, or Super Nintendo. Nice, nice. Super Nintendo is so easy to play imports on. All you do is break the tabs off and bam, you can play anything. <laughs> I think mine would have to be uh, Front Mission 4. Uh, John knows that, well, me and John are both big Front Mission fans. Mm-hmm. And I have, it's kind of embarrassing to think that I haven't played Front Mission 4. I've had this game for years now. And for some reason, I just like, oh, I'll play that when I'm good and ready. I'll play that when I'm in the mood for a long tactical RPG that'll take me like a good 90 hours to beat. Yeah, but <laughs> two just... months, something crazy like that. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm thinking, well, I could beat Mass Effect in like 20 hours. <laughs> and that seems to happen every single month. But man, I really do want to go back and get and get back to Front Mission. Oh, uh, Manny, when, whenever yeah. I start Front Mission 2089, you'd be interested in hearing about it. I absolutely would. Okay. I do have I, it thanks to a little deal I made with uh, Michael Baker over in Japan, so I'll get to it sometime. You know, what makes me really sad is that I'm never going to get the chance to play From Mission Five, and maybe that's why I don't want to play. I'm like, who cares? From Mission Five is in Japan. That's the good one. <laughs> I well, I think it's really funny is because I played From Mission Three. I must have been From Mission Three both uh, story scenarios at least like five times each. So I'm like, a really, grief. I used to love that game. How much time have you put into it? I mean, well, it's. To be fair, though, when I was younger, I only, I was one of those kids who only got like maybe a couple games, like one game every six months or something. So I mean, you had to really like your games. I mean, I am the person when I was a kid that did beat Seven Saga. So, I mean, if anybody's ever played Seven Saga, has anybody, any of you ever played Seven Saga? I only know the legend. It's a very, very long, hard, grindy game. It's like playing EverQuest 1 by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Takes a yep. long, long time to beat. Wow. How <laughs> depressing. Well, I do want to throw this back to the listeners. I mean, um, I would love to hear in the in the discussion thread about this. Like, what are some of your favorite Dreamcast memories? I mean, do you have any big RPGs that we didn't talk about that you loved? Any games in general about the Dreamcast that uh they get you all nostalgic and teary eyed? And I'd love to hear about your backlog. I mean, what is in your backlog that you know you should be playing, you know you should have beat, but you still haven't? I mean, it seems like us RPG hardcore gamers just get poorer by the minute, and we have like a library sitting on our shelves, and we know better. We know, don't buy anything new. You have 200 games you could be playing right now. Lies. We always have to buy the the next shiny new game. Well, Soccer Wars 3 was on the Dreamcast, and I thought that was awesome. Hmm. Sega Gaga. Is it Seg Sega Gaga? Yeah. That's kind yeah. of an RPG. I okay. mean I have tried for that, but it's really expensive. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And but the concept, you have to save Sega from the evil monolithic corporation that's going to erode its market share. <laughs> yeah. That's the best yeah. thing ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the uh monolithic corporation is named something that starts with S and has four letters. I can't remember what it was, but um y- you can guess what they're doing here. Yeah. It was right at the end of the Dreamcast, and yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah, and you get to see pretty much every mascot of every Sega game ever. I think Alex Kidd is in some shop somewhere complaining about how they passed him over after the Master System died, all this goofy stuff. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. very cool. So um, I think I should be wrapping this thing up. I think we had a nice, light little discussion here. 
since you know we aren't the usual crew, we didn't have to play by the usual rules. So I, I, I thought we are rebels. I enjoyed our conversations; it was fun, and I think I should let everyone say their goodbyes and let everyone pimp themselves on the internet. If there's a story you want to pimp, a Twitter feed you want to pimp, now's a chance. John, I'm a pretty boring person. Uh, I have I have no shameless plug, unfortunately. So <sighs> you call yourself a podcaster. <laughs> Sam, shameless plugs. Come on. Give it's me humility. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> humility. No humility on the internet, my friend. Um, do I have a plug? Um, I guess if people want to follow me on Twitter, which, why would you? You're an idiot. <laughs> um, it's Mary Go Down. Um, it's from a Lou Barlow song, because I love Lou Barlow. Um, and yeah, don't follow me. I'm really boring, and I yell at my students using Twitter. <laughs> So, yeah. Mike, anything to pimp? Fossil Fighters review? Fossil Fighters 2? <laughs> yeah, Fossil... Just read the review, because uh, I said pretty much everything that I would say here, except I already said it, so why would I say it again? All right, there All you right. go. Go check yeah. out rpgamer.com for our great coverage and our wonderful reviews. See, we can pimp the site, too. Woo-hoo. Yay. Yay! Yes! Sarah, anything you want to... Any parting thoughts? Um, not really. Just I just have one thing, mm-hmm. and that's in Final Fantasy fourteen. I hope they fix the tiny hill issue. Because okay. in eleven, in eleven, we can uh, beat up big things, but we can't climb tiny hills. If you ever, <laughs> if you've ever played the game, you'll know what I'm talking about. You know, speaking of 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 tiny hills, Batman in the Batman game can't jump. <laughs> Yeah. That's just wrong. He can he can shoot his hook shot, but he cannot jump. His suit's too heavy, man. You see yeah. the way he walks. Well, he like doesn't. He's... He doesn't seem like you know. He's not exactly the most agile guy. He just beats guys up. So you know. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. Anywho, okay. So my pimps. Uh, RP Gamer is on Twitter at RP Gamer. Uh, Twitter dot com slash RP Gamer. Um, I'm on Twitter too if you want to follow me. It's uh, Rising Sun too. That last part is TZU. Uh, we have lots of great coverage on the site. We got new reviews coming on all the time, but you guys already know that. Oh, and I did do a BlizzCon uh, report with lots of great little BlizzCon pictures if you guys want to check that lots out. Lots of really hot girls. Well, yeah. elf girls, if you like elf girls. Good enough. <laughs> Good enough. All right. So hot everyone girls. say goodbye. We're leaving now. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.